0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a spooky edition of the NXT Narrative. Halloween Havoc is here. And it was a good show. So, Halloween Havoc, like I've talked about in the past, has always been one of my favorite old school WCW pay-per-views um i just i've always been a big fan of halloween and i figured that this you know should be just as good now it is done by nxt so naturally it's going to be a little smaller scale but it's still just as fantastic um we had some great matches tonight some hellacious matches we had the spin the wheel make the deal matches a whole bunch of titles on the line we had some title changes as well we'll get right into it so we kicked halloween havoc off right away with the triple threat tag team ladder match the Scareway to hell match for those nxt women's tag team championships now EO and zoe stark have had an iron grip on this on these tag team titles they haven't exactly you know defended them a whole lot but when they did they won this match was absolutely insane the bumps excuse me that some of the people took in this match was just out of control um especially at the end uh, with EO taking probably one of the most nastier bumps that I've ever seen watching wrestling and we're talking 3 plus decades at this point uh, but <laughs> the funny part of this thing was as scary as it looked I'm sure EO's fine but this was vengeance for last year when EO did it to Candice LeRae Indy Hartwell was able to get EO back sending her toppling off the ladder through another and EO just bounced off that other ladder. The, the first ladder almost flipped over the rope and, and landed on her as well. Thankfully that didn't happen because that could have been that could have been real scary. But this first matchup, first 30 minutes of the show was commercial free, which is always awesome. And I'm glad it was because this match was fantastic. So I gotta say. Persia Perota, or Perota. If I butcher, I'm butchering the name, so I apologize. I thought she played fantastic defense for this, for the majority of this match. Uh, uh, the whole, both other teams, all the other four competitors tried to get up the ladder, and multiple times she just dominated. It took them all down, took them all out, and then unfortunately, when she went to go. She ends up gets to, she ended up getting taken out as well um but like I said, the craziness with eO and eO gang dropped, and the one team I had a feeling would win because they've been kind of ramping it up was the team that won Gigi dolan grabs those tag team titles and gets the win for toxic attraction, so two thirds of the prophecy is now complete. The tag team titles are now with the ladies. And now we look forward later in the night to see if Mandy Rose can complete the trifecta and bring all the women's gold to Toxic Attraction. But we will get there a little later. Now, throughout the show, they (laughs) did The Haunted House. Um, this time it was a little different. Uh, it, <laughs> this one was based out of Dexter Loomis's home and they had multiple segments throughout the show. And I gotta say, they need to continue to keep doing stuff like this because this one, while I enjoyed the one last year with Dexter and Cameron Grimes, this one was f- Far superior, and I enjoyed every moment of it. I have to give it up to Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams. Um, Dexter and Johnny obviously had their bit. They brought back the zombie ref, which I thought was fantastic. Um, So, you know, continuity, this is how this works. Uh, But the whole show, it just kind of, like, bounced back and forth between Carmelo and Trick being scared out of their wits and trying to find the North American Championship. They eventually do find it but they get attacked by um, Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis and get chased out of the house, but they do leave with the title. So, that being said, I can guarantee that either Johnny or Dexter is going to be coming for that title next, and I'm kind of leaning towards Johnny Gargano. Um, But whether that's going to be at another takeover, which unfortunately won't be until next year because they did announce that NXT will not be having any more takeovers this year, which is upsetting because we normally get war games around around Survivor Series. So, no war games, no William Regal screaming it out. Sad times indeed, but we'll see what happens next year as NXT 2.0 continues to roll on. Now, Back to the show itself, um, Grayson Waller ended up being our host for the majority of the night because Ellie Knight had some car issues. Later found out that it looks like he actually did get into a car accident, uh, but he was able to show up at the show just a little later than normal. So Grayson stepped in. He did a pretty good job. Um but he started talking about Halloween and, you know, how all the ladies like to wear all these small, skimpy, you know, types of, well, I'm just going to stop myself there because Joe Gacy came out and, well, Joe Gacy, Joe gacy uh <laughs> Talking about, you know, how Halloween's not an inclusive uh, holiday and, well, He's correct, and I hate that I have to admit that. <laughs> um, but Joe Gacy ends up going to the ring and has a match with Malachi Blade. And of course, with Joe Gacy anywhere near the ring, uh, Harland is not that far behind, and they show a camera angle from outside as, as Harland s- starts to stalk his way back into the building. Uh, he finds, um, Malik Black and uh, Blade. I'm sorry, <laughs> A little slip of the tongue there. Um, finds Blade, goes to attack him, but Gacy stops him. Um, so obviously not going to cause the disqualification. Harlan then just kind of throws him to the ground, he gets thrown back in the ring, and Joe Gacy ends up getting the win. Um, I know what they're obviously trying to do with Gacy's character and it's getting people to talk um, whether it's good or bad. That's that's, you know, it is what it is. Can't deny how good Gacy actually is in the ring. Um, So obviously the gimmicks around to stay and I'm interested to see what happens with Harland going forward. If he's just going to be his muscle um, to fight his battles for him. So we'll see what happens. After that, we had ourselves a diamond Mind open challenge, and it was a pick your poison match, as uh, Malcolm Bivens said. And we wanted to see who would come out and challenge a member of the group. It ended up being Odyssey Jones. And Jones wanted himself a piece of Roderick Strong. Now, clearly, this is a non-title contest because I hate to break it to everybody. Well, Odyssey Jones is just 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 a tad over 205. So it's going to have to be a non-title match. It was a good match, but naturally the Diamond Mine gets involved, causing distractions, Roddy able to get the victory. But I have a feeling that clearly that's not over with. We then moved on. To our NXT Women's Championship match. Mandy Rose challenged Raquel Gonzalez in a spin the wheel, make the deal match. And it ended up being a Chucky's Choice match. And he chose a trick or street fight. So naturally, it's a street fight. (laughs) Um, We had a, a really. Really good fights on the outside. Mandy really loves her kendo sticks. Um, She actually had Raquel pinned literally on the outside. She was sitting in one of the commentator seats in one of the chairs. Uh, Mandy ended up putting a kendo stick in between the legs or in between the the armrests. So Raquel was not able to get up mandy delivers a big giant boot knocks raquel over and goes for the pin that would have easily ended the match but unfortunately the street fight is still a street fight but the pins can only occur within the confounds of the ring itself so mandy was pissed <laughs> takes the kendo stick out from the arms, starts beating on Raquel, and then starts just going to town on the steel steps. She clearly was pissed off. Um, I thought that that was a fantastic opportunity uh, for Raquel to show some strength and break the kendo stick to get out of the pin. Um, But Missed opportunity, but that's okay. We get towards the end of the match, Raquel's starting to take over, but Out of the corner of our eyes, we notice that mysterious figure that had some vignettes the last couple of weeks shows up with her shovel and slams Raquel in the back, which then causes Mandy to hit her beautiful knee that she has, and gets the pin and wins the women's championship. Toxic Attraction now owns all the women's gold. NXT you love to see it and then we get the reveal (laughs) the worst secret in all of NXT Dakota Kai herself is the mystery figure and obviously we're still gonna have this ongoing feud between Raquel and Dakota Kai obviously also this means that Dakota Kai was not going to a main roster show and she is still clearly with NXT which I think is a good thing we then had another in or another segment in the middle of the ring with Grayson Waller and LA Knight finally makes his arrival I love the fact that they were both dressed as vampires it was absolutely hilarious um (laughs) so they're arguing in the ring and then we finally get We finally get the arrival of Solo Sequoia, or Sequoia. Again, I'm butchering names. I hate myself. I will fix this. (laughs) He comes out to the ring, takes off his hood, and he looks just like one of the Usos. I know their family, but still, it was like, I I was wicked surprised by how much he really looks like them. Um, LA Knight then takes Grayson Waller, throws him at him, and Solo just takes him out. So comes in, has a big, big little, uh, big entrance, and already is start, starting to make his mark. So we get to see him in the ring. It should be good stuff. We then had the war for the NXT Tag Team Championships as it was another spin the wheel, to make the deal match as MSK defended against Imperium. We ended up having a Lumberjack-Lantern match. So, so a whole bunch of uh, superstars came from the back, all dressed up in all their Halloween outfits, and we had ourselves a Lumberjack match. Uh, obviously, as pretty much every single Lumberjack match goes, the Lumberjacks all start fighting, and they all leave the, the area, leaving the four men still fighting. And in a bit of a shocker, Imperium wins the tag team championships to become a two-time tag team champions. And I was a little surprised. Now I'm not going to get into the whole MSK booing thing because it's been well documented. And honestly, I don't really know enough to, to warrant having an opinion about it, but MSK was, was cheered tonight it was a great match, but Imperium winning, I think, sets sets the tone. Um, MSK may not be down in NXT for too much longer. They may be getting a call-up. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but I, I do enjoy Imperium being tag team champs again. Um, hopefully, this brings Walter over, and we can have some pure domination for Imperium. After that, it was your main event. It was for the NXT Heavyweight Championship as Braun Breaker looked to dethrone Tommaso Ciampa. And Ciampa came out with war paint as God of War, as Kratos himself. Absolutely loved it. This match was real good. Braun looks really good in the ring. I kept waiting for Champa to yell boy at him because you just, I figured it would happen. It didn't, but that's okay. Um, I also want to throw something out here. For those of you who used to watch WCW back in the day, uh, there was a segment with Chucky and Rick Steiner, who obviously, as we all know, is Braun Breaker's father. So, Chucky, not a fan of the Steiner brothers back then. Continued all night tonight, just ragging on Braun Breaker. It was outstanding. I love the continuity. It's just these things like that that just make me very happy as a wrestling fan. Taking stuff from like literally twenty five years ago and bringing it back, it's it, it works so well. But this match, like I said, fantastic. Braun had a. A couple of mistakes, like falling off the, the top rope and landing flat in his face, but, you know, it happens. The ropes are sweaty. This is how this dance is professional wrestling. It's not ballet. This is what happens. But Tommaso Ciampa, with a big DDT on the outside to exposed concrete, actually busted Braun's face open, and then Ciampa takes him in the ring delivers like four knee shots to the face and then hits his finisher not once but twice and pins braun to retain the championship so Champa is the only one that retained his title tonight and it's outstanding I love it Champa was not ready to give up that title and I'm actually glad that braun did not win it yet he's brand new give him some time to shine let him go after the NA title but Champa still runs this joint. But that was the show. Like I said, it was a real good Halloween havoc. Um, I thank you guys so much for listening as always. And if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You could find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Above the Ring as well. You can find myself pretty much everywhere, Scotty JStream. And you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that's out there. If you happen to listen to one that we are not a part of, let us know, add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping for your podcast and add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. We truly do appreciate you. We have some great news. Well, this might be just personal for myself and for Sam, but we ordered business cards and they came in and they're flawless. We love them so much. If you guys go on our Facebook in our Instagram, and even Twitter, we have uh, pictures of them. Um, so we're very excited for when we are able to go to events. We can drop them off and hopefully get ourselves some interviews and maybe some new fans. That's, that's the point of it, especially when we start going to big events um, like maybe WrestleMania. Tickets go on sale in November. So, yeah, we might. You never know. Watch out for the Bedlam. We love you guys. Thank you so much once again. Hope you all have a wonderful night. Most importantly, though, don't forget to ship it and join the Bedlam. Good night.